With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Kedushin Daf Lamed Ches. We begin 11 lines in. Tanya Idach, we have another b'raisa. The children of Israel ate the man for 40 years. Is it true they ate it for 40 years? The truth is that it was 40 years minus 30 days, because the first 30 days, so the Jews were still eating the bread that they had left over from Egypt. And the man only began falling 30 days after they left Egypt. So it's 40 years minus 30 days. So what does it mean when it says 40 years? It's to teach you, The cakes that they took out of Egypt, they had a taste of the man. And the Ben Yoda explains that Hashem was, it's as if to say that Hashem was giving them a transfer period where they're going from the food that they were eating before into the man, but they need to gradually build up to the man. So that's why Hashem made it that the taste of their cakes or their Bread, perhaps, tasted like man. Tanya Yidach, we have another b'risa. B'shiva ba'adar meisamayshe. On the seventh day of Adar, Moses died. B'shiva ba'adar noilad. And on the seventh of Adar, he, he was born. Minayin she'b'shiva ba'adar meis. How do we know that he died on the seventh day of Adar? Shemar, the verse says, Vayamas shom moish ever Hashem. Moses died there, the servant of God. Uchsev, and the verse says, The sons of Israel, so they cried for Moses for 30 days. Uchsev, and the verse says, It was after the death of Moshe, the servant of Hashem. Uchsev, and the verse says, Now that he's died, Now it's time to get up and cross over the river. Uchsev, and the verse says, Go amidst the encampment, encampment, and command the nation as follows. Prepare for yourselves food. For in three days, you're going to pass over the Jordan. So therefore we see that it's 33 days total, 30 days of crying, three days of preparation. When did the Jews pass over the Jordan? On the 10th day of the month, of the first month, meaning Nisan. Subtract 33 days backwards. So we can deduce that on the seventh day of Adar, Moses died. Why? Because you have 10 days of Nisan, then you have 23 days left to subtract, so you have 29 days of Adar. Subtract 23, it leaves you with 6. So the first day of that counting is the seventh day. Now, how do we know that he was born on the seventh day? Of Adar as well. The verse says, he said to them, Today I'm 120 years old. I can't come in and go out anymore. It wasn't necessary for him to say today. What's the teaching by saying today? This is to teach you that Hashem fills up the days and the years of the righteous from day to day and from month to month. The verse says, The number of your days I shall fill. As we see that Hashem with a great righteous tzaddik like Moshe Rabbeinu, and we also see the Gemara Rosh Hashanah says this, is also, this was also true in regards to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So Hashem would fulfill their days completely so that from day to day, the same day that they were born was the day that they died. The Gemara continues, Tanya, we learned in the Bible, Rabbi Ben Yochai says, there are three commandments that were commanded to the children of Israel when they came into Israel. And they're observed both in Israel and outside of Israel. And it makes sense that all of them should be observed thus. And so the three are Chadash, Orla, and Kelaim. Chadash is the, the new wheat that is only permitted after the 16th day of Nisan passes. Orla is the first fruits of the first three years. And kilayim is a mixture where you have in some kind of in in your field you put you planted both vegetables and a vine, let's say.
Now, if we find that it's true, that Chadash, which is the new wheat, so that's that's an Isser, that's a forbidden nature, which is not an Isser Olam, which isn't forever, meaning when the 16th comes, so after that it's not forbidden anymore, and it's not something that's forbidden, even when it is forbidden, it's not forbidden from getting any kind of benefit from, meaning you can feed it to your cow if you need to, and it's something that you can actively go and permit, meaning on the 16th day of Nisan, if you bring the Karban HaOmer, so you can actually actively permit it. And it's something that's observed both in Israel and outside of Israel. So Kilayim, which is the case where you have in your field you've planted a vine and also some kind of vegetable. So that forbidden thing is not dependent on time. And it's something that's forbidden. You can't even have derive any kind of benefit from it. You can't even feed it to your cow. And it's not something that you can ever actively take out of its uh, forbidden state. So certainly something which is more stringent should have the greater stringency of applying both in Israel and outside of Israel. And Arla also can be learned out of this out of this uh, logical derivation with two of those because one of them is missing. Because Arla is not always forbidden after three years so it becomes permitted for you to use this tree. So, but the other two do apply. It's something that's isr You can't derive any benefit from it when it is forbidden, and it's not something that you can actually actively go and permit. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, Amir Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon says, we turn to Lamid Chesamah Beis, page thirty-eight B. Comments for Shintzav Yisrael Kodem Kenisas on the Arts. Any commandment that the Jews were commanded in before they came into Israel, Nehegas Ben Arts Ben Chutzlarts. So it's observed both in Israel and outside of Israel. Ah Kenisas on the Arts, but any commandment that applied only after they came into Israel, in Nehegas Elba Arts. It only applies in Israel. Chutz, except for Min Hashmatas Ksafim Veshiluach Avadim, except for the fact that Shemitah cancels out loans and the fact that when the Yovel comes, the Jubilee year comes, so you have to send away your slaves. So that's something that the, both of those two apply, both in Israel and outside of Israel. Even though the command came only after they entered Israel, it's something that applies both in Israel and outside of Israel. The Gemara says, of course, in regards to Shemitah, in regards to cancellation of loans in Shemitah year, that's something that's incumbent upon the person, it's not dependent upon land, so of course it applies both in Israel and outside of Israel. So the Gemara says, no. We need it, it is a chidesh, it is a novelty. Because of the following b'raisa. The Tanya we learned in the b'raisa, Rabbi Aimeh, Rabbi says, This is the matter of the Shemitah. Shemait, you shall uh, make the land rest, or you shall rest. So there's two restings that's happening here. One has to do with making the land rest. One has to do with making money rest, meaning making it that the payment does not have to be made for the loan. In a time when there is Shemitah's karka, when there is resting of the land, so then you also make the lo- the, the money rests, so to speak, meaning the loans are cancelled. But at a time when there's no Shemitah's Kaka, where you don't make the land rest, so you also do not make the money rest, so to speak, meaning there's no cancellation of loans. So now, the Gemara says, wait, how do you know that has to do with time? And both in Israel and outside of Israel, there is a concept of Shemitah's of cancellation of loans. Maybe only in the place where there is cancellation of of meaning there's Shemitah's Karka, there's that the land itself has to rest. So maybe Atamashamik Safan only in the place where you're making the land rest is there a there's there also resting of the money. But in a place where you do not, meaning outside of Israel, where there's no Shemitah's Kaka, there's no uh, making the land rest, you also will not have to make the money rest. There won't be a cancellation of loans. Talmud the verse says, the verse, by saying that 
we have called out uh, rest for Hashem. So it did not to say this. this is, these are extra words in the verse. So it's coming to be marv. It's coming to include other places. So it's saying that even outside of Israel, so there's also Shemitah there. What's the Shemitah outside of Israel? It's the Shemitah's Ksafim, the cancellation of loans. So what does it mean in the verse when it says, which seems to imply that there's a limitation? So that limitation comes to teach you that only when there's Shemitah's Karka in Israel, only when there's a cancellation in Israel, is there any kind of cancellation outside of Israel. Shiluch Havadim Chavis the Gemara asks, of course you have to send out your slaves in the Jubilee year. That's something that's incumbent upon the person. It's not something that's dependent on the, on the piece of land. So Mar Sasaka we would have thought to say, since the verse has a cross in Dorba you have to call out freedom in the land, Ba'aretz in, only in the land, meaning the land of Israel. But not outside of Israel. That's where the verse says it's a Jubilee year. This is coming to include. It didn't have to say it's a Jubilee year. Why did it say that? It's saying that there's, there's a concept, the universal concept of Jubilee year, even outside of Israel. In came Atamalomar Ba'aretz, why does the verse say in the land, which seems to imply only in Israel? This is coming to teach you, Bizman Shadror, Noeg Ba'aretz, Noeg When there's freedom that's happening inside of Israel, meaning the f- slaves are going out free inside of Israel, and the Jubilee year is being observed, so then we also will observe it outside of Israel. Andro Noeg Ba'aretz, but if there's, there's no freedom that's happening, that's not being observed in Israel, and in Noeg so also outside of Israel, it's not going to be observed. Tanan Hasan, we learned over there in the Mishnah. Chadash Asim in the Torah. Chadash is Asim from the Torah. Bechol Makom, both in Israel and outside of Israel. Orla Halacha. Orla is a Halacha. We're going to see if this means it's Halacha Mishmissinai or to the Rabbanon. It's going to be an argument. But everyone agrees that in regards to Kelayim, so that's something that applies outside of Israel, only me the Rabbanon from the Rabbis. My Halacha, what do we mean when we said that Orla, which states that the first three years of a tree's existence, so you can't use the fruits, what does that mean that it's a Halacha outside of Israel? It's a Halacha, it's a, I'm sorry, it's a rabbinic ordinance that they enacted when they were outside of Israel. No, it's something that we have going back all the way to Moshe at Sinai and has a much stronger ramification. It's not just the Derabon and it's not just the rabbinic ordinance. Ula says to Rav Yehuda, it's good according to me that I said that it's Allah Sinai and Kilayim is Derabonan. That's why we find that there's a difference in Halacha between a case where we have a doubt in regards to Orla outside of Israel and where we have a doubt in regards to Kilayim outside of Israel. Did not, as we learned in the Mishnah, Suffolk Orla, Ba'aretz, Aser. If you have something that's a Suffolk, it's a doubt in whether or not this is Orla and you're talking about inside of Israel, so it's forbidden. Besuria, Mutter. So in Syria, however, it's permitted. Outside of Israel, so you're allowed to go down and take, meaning you're allowed to send a non-Jew down to go and take for you. As long as you don't see him actually taking. What does it say in regards to Kalaim? Tonight we learned in the Mishnah, if you have a Kerem, a vineyard which is planted, Yerek, and you have some kind of vegetables also besides for the vineyard, and you go and you find there's a stand selling vegetables right next to it, Ba'aretz Asur. So in Israel, so you have to be concerned that this this might possibly be kill. I might come from this field. Besuria Mater. In Syria, so it's permitted. Bechutzala Aretz, but it's outside of Israel. Yari Velaikate. You can actually go down and send someone down. As long as you don't do it. 
meaning you're allowed to watch the person who's doing it for you. So in regards to Arlos, you're not allowed to watch the person who's doing it for you. But in regards to Kilayim, you're allowed to watch the person who's doing it for you. And it's still considered a stuffic, it's still considered a doubt. So we see that there's a different halacha in regards to them. So it's very good according to me, says Ula, because I say that that in regards to Arla, outside of Israel, so it's halacha mesh misinai, as a different din, as a different halacha than, than Kilayim. But according to you, that you say that it's the same, that they're both, uh, they're both, they're abundant, both rabbinic ordinances, onto the top of 39a, nisni either say the same, the same thing by both, either say that both of them go down and you don't have to watch, the, you can't watch the guy, or say both of them, you can watch the guy as he's doing it. Amr le Shmuel of Anan, so the Gemara says, Shmuel, who was the one, who said that Memra, who said that it's a Derabanan, so he said to Rav Anan, Tani He indeed said that you say the same halacha by both. So therefore, according to him, it's not a problem. Mar, the son of Ravina, so he had this, he actually learned it, that they're both the same in a, in a lenient way. That both of them can go down, you can send someone down. As long as you're not doing it yourself, or you can watch the person. With Hashem's help, we'll continue from here in the next Daily Daf.